Are you guys? We're watching Avengers Infinity War. What? Dude! Dude. <laughs> My achy breaky! Do you want me to recap it for you? Fine. I mean, it's a lot better than actually watching the movie. Okay, the Avengers Infinity War recap. Cue the intro. Wear a hat. Avengers Infinity War is a huge movie and has over 25 superheroes. Here's a list. Captain America, Iron Man, Thor, Hulk, Black Widow, Scarlet Witch, Hawkeye, Vision, Winter Soldier, Doctor Strange, Wong, Star-Lord, Gamora, Nebula, Groot, Rocket, Drax, Mantis, Spider-Man, Black Panther, War Machine, Falcon, Shuri, and M'Baku. The movie is about the bad guy Thanos, who wants to collect all these magic rocks called Infinity Stones. His goal is to wipe out half the universe because the remaining half will have more resources. And with all the stones, he can do it with the snap of his fingers. I don't feel so good. Not now. This is Thanos. I'm Thanos. We didn't have any purple paint, so we put a Docker's jersey on him. That shows that he's the bad guy. He steals the first Infinity Stone from a museum on an alien planet. Then he steals the second Infinity Stone off Loki, Thor, and the Incredible Hulk. Oh, this is the Bible. I've got some better stories in here. He steals the third Infinity Stone from an alien pawn shop. But his daughter, Gamora, tries to stop him. She fails. He takes her hostage because she knows where the fourth Infinity Stone is. But to get this fourth Infinity Stone, he needs to sacrifice something that he loves. And he loves his daughter. I just, I got that. I got that, man. You know, I feel bad for Thanos because he doesn't have hair. You know who has amazing hair, though? He fights Doctor Strange and gets the fifth Infinity Stone. He only needs one more! Hurry up! What did I say about taking too long? I'm sorry. Thanos is here on Earth. All the Avengers are here trying to stop him from getting the last Infinity Stone. But he wins and he gets it. And then BOOM! Josh? Matt? John! Oh no! Feel like those boys have a, a real future ahead of them. Some would say it's actually better than the actual movie, I don't know. But uh, it's good to, good to be here this morning and we are looking uh, the Avengers and the idea of what it means to live a heroic life. And, uh, you know, we look at these uh, Avengers movies and I'll just read this out because it just kind of shows how popular they are and looking at how movies cross our culture. But, it, you know, every year there's a, a massive blockbuster and I was reading up about it and it says, you know, MCU is the highest grossing film franchise of all time, having grossed over $17.5 at the box office. And you think about what you pay when you go to the box office with your grand card. What, what, what is it these days? It used to be like eight, maybe it's like 12 now or something. 
I know what 17 billion by 12 is, but it's a lot of tickets uh, at the box office. And there is a reason, I believe, why we gravitate towards these kind of movies. And, you know, the whole action superhero uh, movie might not be your thing, but I believe for all of us, the reason these speak so uh, highly into our culture, why we resonate with them uh, so much, why do we resonate with the, you know, the, the, the hero overcoming good and evil, and I believe that there is a desire in all of us to live a heroic life. And, you know, when we watch these, I think it can bring us to life a little bit because we all want to live that life that's just a little bit better than ordinary, don't we? We don't wake up in the morning and go, I want to be ordinary. My son doesn't wake up as a little kid in the morning and want to be ordinary. He wants to be a PJ Mask. Any PJ Mask fans in the house? Yep, yep. There's a few parents, not many. Most of you, yeah, that's why we pick the Avengers and not PJ Masks. But PJ Masks is a bunch of little kids that save the world in their pajamas. Mm-hmm. So, yep. PJ masks, you get it, they wear masks and pajamas. He's been running around today like a little gecko, but he wakes up in the morning and he wants to be extraordinary. He doesn't want to just live a, a boring, you know, life. He wants to live this life that goes well beyond the plain and simple everyday. And I believe that that is us too. I believe there's, you guys walk around your Marvel shirts today wanting to live an extraordinary life. And I believe that's what we're called to live. We are called to live a heroic life. We are called by Christ to live a life that is so much more than ordinary. And I believe that as we tap into today, what it looks like, there's a, a few things we wanna look at today of what does it look like to live a heroic life? And uh, the first one is this, it is, it is knowing that we are more than ordinary, that we are called uh, to be more than the ordinary. You know, we're gonna have a look at this clip from, uh, from one of the first movies, it's uh, Iron Man, it's Tony Stark as he's figuring out what his extraordinary uh, looks like and, and this moment, uh, I guess this light bulb moment for him. So let's have a look at the screen and we'll, we'll watch that together. Day 11, test 37, configuration 2.0. For lack of a better option, dummy is still on fire safety. If you douse me again and I'm not on fire, I'm donating you to City College. All right, nice and easy. Seriously, just gonna start off with 1% thrust capacity. In three, two, one. Okay. Please don't follow me around with it either, because I feel like I'm going to catch on fire spontaneously. Just stand down. If something happens, then come in. And again, let's bring it up to 2.5. Three, two, one. This is where I don't want to be. How cool is that? I love that little clip. You know, he has this moment there at the end where he says this, he says, yeah, I can fly. 
It's like the light bulb's gone off for him. He realizes he's making it work and he can fly. Who would, who would like to be able to fly? If you could pick a super power, would it be flights? Maybe we'll just do a quick exercise. You turn to the person next to you and if you could have any superpower, tell them what it is. But there's two, there are two clauses here. The first one is this. You cannot have the superpower that is all the superpowers. That's just greedy. We don't like greed, so you can only pick one. The other one is you can't pick invisibility because that's creepy. So if you're the kind of person, person next to you says invisibility, you can get up. I'll give you permission to move and sit somewhere else. Why don't you turn to the person next to you, tell them what your preferred superpower would be. Awesome. I didn't see anyone move, so does that mean no one picked invisibility? Didn't, oh no. Why do you need that? Well, that's just creepy. But you know, what we need to realize today is this, that we don't need to be able to fly. We don't need to be invisible. We don't need Hulk strength. We don't need any of those things because actually all of us have been created extraordinary. The Bible, the Bible says this in, in Ephesians 2, 6, and it says, and God raised us up with Christ. And seated us with him in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus, in order that in the coming ages he might show the incomparable riches of his grace, expressed in his kindness to us in Christ Jesus. For it is by grace you have been saved through faith, and it is not from yourselves, it is the gift of God. Not by work, so anyone can boast. For we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. You know, really, it's not about what we can do. It's not about having some magical superpower. It's actually realizing that God has created us, that it says in there that we are His handiwork. And actually, there's nothing we can do to earn being God's handiwork. This is not a, an open invite to just be good enough to, to be a part of a club or a group or to be able to call yourself a follower of Christ. He's actually already chosen you to be part of that. He's actually created you, it says. And he says, not so that you can boast about how good you are, not so you can have this, yeah, I can fly moment to show everyone your gifts and your talents. But it actually says it, it's his gift to us, that we are saved by his grace, that we are invited to be a part of his family because of what he has done for us. And it goes further and says, not only is it just kind of left there for you, you have this gift, but now actually I've prepared good works for you to do. And so for all of us, God has prepared the way for us. He has prepared a life that is not ordinary, not plain, not boring, but He has prepared a life for you and for me that is extraordinary, to be able to do extraordinary things. He's given you gifts, He's given you talents, He's wired you the way that you are. And He has prepared a way for you to be able to live an extraordinary life. The question for us is, have we figured out that extraordinary yet? Do we understand that that's actually God's plan for our life? that it's not ordinary, that it's not boring, that it's not meant to just drift on through life. Yep, I understand I'm saved and, uh, and I'm done here. But actually, He calls us to so much more. And you know what? When we wake up in the morning, that should excite us. Say, God, what have you prepared for me today? What good works have you already laid out? The good works are waiting there for you. You don't have to manufacture them. You don't have to, you don't have to find them. You don't have to, yes, we have to figure it out, but it's not for us to decide. God has prepared the way for us. Every day, He wants to open the door for you to do something extraordinary. But it's actually understanding where that extraordinary comes from, and it comes from God. We're not called to be ordinary people. We're called to be extraordinary people. 
but through this good work that's been prepared. Not so that we can brag about it for ourselves, but so we can point people to God. You know, we're going to watch another uh, clip in a moment. And this one, again, has uh, Tony Stark in it. And he's approaching young Spider-Man, trying to recruit him to be a part of the Avengers. And so they're in uh, Spider-Man's room uh, having this conversation. And we're going to pick it up and uh, see what gets said. Why are you doing this? I got to know, what's your MO? What gets you out of that twin bed in the morning? Because... Because I've been me my whole life, and I've had these powers for six months. Mm-hmm. I read books, I build computers, and and yeah, I would love to play football, but I, I couldn't then, so I shouldn't now. Sure, because you're different. Exactly, but I can't tell anybody that, so I'm not. Look, when you can do the things that I can, but you don't, and then the bad things happen. They happen because of you. So you want to look out for the little guy, you want to do your part, make the world a better place, all that, right? Yeah, 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 just looking out for the little guy. That's what it is. I'm gonna sit here so you move the leg. Got a passport? Uh, no, I don't. I don't even have a driver's license. You ever been to Germany? No. Oh, you'll love it. I can't go to Germany. Why? I, I got homework. I'm gonna pretend you didn't say that. No, I, I'm being serious. I can't just drop out of school. Might be a little dangerous. Better tell Aunt Hottie I'm taking on a field trip. Don't tell Aunt May. All right, Spider-Man. I don't know about you, but there's a a part of me that resonates strongly with what he's saying there at the beginning. That, you know, he's got this this great gifting. He's found this, yes, I can fly or I'm a spider moment. That he knows he has the real potential to make a difference. He understands and and he says in there that line, he says, when you can do something and you don't and bad things happen, it's because of you. He feels this great responsibility for what he's been given and the need to do something about it. But isn't there this whole other side to him that's like, I don't want anyone to find out. Like, don't go tell my aunt. I don't want anyone to know. I don't want my life to be any different. I can't go to Germany tomorrow because I got school. Have all kids had that? (laughs) Kids, if your parents say go to Germany, go to Germany. But there's this reality of like, I understand there's more. I understand I have this responsibility. I understand I found what what it is that I have to offer. But I don't want anyone to know about it. I don't, I don't want people to make a big deal. I don't want anyone to know it's me. I'll wear a mask and wear a suit and I'll, I'll do that so that no one figures out that it's me. And there's this part of us, I believe, as followers of Christ that can live our lives out like that. We know that God has called us to more. He wants us to, to live this life for Him, that He's gifted us, that we have this great relationship with Him, that He wants us to be able to live out our faith for Him. But then there's this other little bit sometimes, you're like, I don't want people to know about that. They might think I'm weird. You know, the classic one for me is always the trip to the barber. What do you do? And I'm like, oh, not today. Like, I don't want to talk about you. I, I, I got to sit with you now. And if this makes you uncomfortable, I'm stuck here for the next however long it takes you to buzz cut my hair. But I, I think you'll think I'm weird. And then I, I realize I'm weird just because I'm a weird guy. I don't need to tell them I'm a Christian to think I'm weird. They're already 
They're already going to think I'm weird, so I may as well tell them anyway. But isn't there this that little bit of like, oh, I just, oh, I don't want them to find out. I'll keep it a secret. I'll do what I can, but I don't want to stand out. The thing about living a heroic life is that we need to stand out. It's not about getting up in, in people's faces and, and being aggressive and, and weird, but it's, it's about going, this is who I've created to be. I got this great message and I need to get it out there. The Bible says in, in Matthew 5, you are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people hide light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on a stand. And it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. What a great picture that is of being a light into the world. You know, you don't want to bury your light under a bowl. It says there you don't want to have it so that no one can see it. The idea is that we bring light to the darkness. You know, the reason why these movies so often uh, resonate with us is because we know that there is a real good and evil in the world. We know that there is real light that comes through Christ. We know that there's more at stake than just kind of living out this life, that there is eternity at stake for people, for you and for me and for others. And we are called to be this light in the world. You know, a little while ago, we upgraded the lighting in our house uh, and we, we replaced all these lights. We had kind of just kind of whatever it was they put in there, you know, like little stick globes and they eventually go real dark and dim and you take them out. And I think they're energy saving. But anyway, I put in these new lights. They're not maybe as energy saving, but they're awesome. But last night we came home and I was in my garage and that was the one spot I didn't replace the light because I like, this one's not going to work very well in there. And you may see this, I'm like, I don't do a lot of garage work, let's be honest. I park the car and maybe throw a few things to the side, occasionally find the lawnmower. But anyway, I'm in there, I'm like trying to get it started. I'm like, it's so dark in here. What is going on? I'm like, turn on the light. And Zoe's like, it's on. And I'm like, oh, one of those. Like it was so dull. And then I walked inside and our lighting was so bright. And I remember when we got them as well, I was like, oh man, there's things in this house I have not seen before. Like, you know, like that was so dim. I'm like, oh, that couch, I need to clean that up, you know. Just found all this stuff. But there is something about a bright light that shines, that brings everything into focus. You know, we're not called to be that dim little light. We're not called to go, I have this light and I'll bring it out sometimes. We're called to be a bright light in the world. And we need to shine that light. That when you, when, you, when you see people that you maybe work with or, or do community with or do life with outside of this place, that you're called to be a light unto them. There's this resonating fact about good versus evil, that there are stakes at play. And there is a real darkness. And have you don't watch the news for a few minutes. There is a darkness sometimes in our world. And you know what the answer is? It's the light that we have inside of us. And there needs to be this taking of responsibility to say, you know what, I understand that. I know that God has called me and he's, you know, he's saved me by his own grace, but he's not called me to leave it there. He wants me to take it out into the world. And I'm going to take responsibility for that. And I'm going to go and take responsibility for those that I know, for the places that I go, to be a light unto them. You know, he's not calling you to be anyone you're not. He's not calling you to do anything that you can't. He says it's already been prepared for you to go. It's whether you walk in it or not. And for you and for me, there has to be this desire to go, I'm not going to hide it. I'm not going to be embarrassed about it. I'm not going to be ashamed if people think I'm weird, but actually I'm going to go and be the light that I've called to be. Because that's how I've been created. That's how I've been wired. That's how I've been gifted. I need to go and do that. You know, the third thing about uh, living a heroic life, and we see this massively through Avengers, is this, is that it takes more than one. You know, the reality is these guys are all great superheroes on their own, but there's a reason why they all have to come together. And it's because in this instance that they can't do it by themselves. 
You know, so often we think we're out in this world and we're out on our own. Sometimes we are out on our own. Maybe in your workplace, you're the only person there that is a person of faith. Maybe in your family, you could be the, the only person that, that maybe believes in, in Jesus in that moment. And so sometimes you can feel like you're on your own. But the reality is you're not. If you look around this room today, there's so many of us that are here because we are followers of Christ. And we're actually in it together. Uh, you know, the, the, I truly believe, and I heard this statement as a younger person, I've kind of held on to it. And someone said that, they were just preaching. They said, I believe that the local church is the hope of the world. And that has always resonated with me for some, well, not for some reason. The reason is that I believe the local church is the hope of the world. Now, I don't believe this building is the hope of the world by any means. I do kind of believe that the cafe has coffee and caffeine brings hope. And so there is hope uh, in the facilities here. But I truly believe that the church is made up of God's people. And God's great plan is to see people come to know him through the shining of his light. But we don't have to do it alone. You don't have to walk alone. It actually takes more than one of us to be able to do it. And there are moments like in these movies where they'll have to fight the battle by themselves. But there are moments where we get to fight it together. There are moments where we get to come together and encourage one another. There are things that we get to do as a church that are, are gonna be, that are gonna take more than one person to go out and make a difference in the world. But you know, there are some real challenges too, isn't there, with, with not being able to just do stuff on your own. And uh, we see this in the Avengers. We're going to have a look at one more clip this morning. Uh, what happens when you, when you bring a couple of people together? So let's have a look at this. Uh, what are you doing? Taking your pod. <clears throat> no, you're not. You will not be taking our pod today, sir. Uh, well, are you making your voice deeper? No, you are. You're imitating the godman. It's weird. No, I'm not. <gasps> he just did it again. This is my voice. Are you mocking me? Why are you mocking me? Just stop it. You just didn't do it again. He's trying to copy you. Just stop Enough. Saying. My favorite character in the Avengers is actually that raccoon. I think he's awesome. <laughs> but isn't it true that sometimes, like Chris Pratt in this, in this scene, that we can feel intimidated by the gifts of other people sometimes? Like, oh, I can't sing as well as Amber, and that would be weird if I could sing as well as Amber, because I would have Amber's voice, and that would be, then I'd truly be weird. But, you know, maybe I'd, I can't do something as, as the same as you can. Maybe you can't do things the same as what I can. But you know what it takes is it takes all of our gifts coming together. It actually takes not me feeling threatened by what you can do, but actually being encouraged by what you can do. And knowing that when we all band together, we can do something that makes a huge difference in our community. If we just kind of rewind back to, to Christmas, just for a moment. Oh, I like it when people are like, what do you do? And you know, they're all winding down in December. I'm like, I work for a church. Like, is December busy for you? Like, you have no idea. But let me paint a picture for you. But you think about just our carols events, thousands of people coming in. Hundreds of food hampers that get to go out. That's not just one person doing that. Like if I try to do our carols by ourselves, no one would come because I can't like sing or play an instrument. So immediately that's a failure. But you know, there's all these different jobs that need to get done that we all use the gifts and the talents that we have and the, the passion for God that we have and we get to shine a huge light into our community. That's the local church being the hope of the world. And yes, we go out on our own, but yes, we come back together and there's a great opportunity for us to know that we don't go at it alone but that we're better when we're with other people. 
and my gifts should encourage your gifts and your gifts should encourage mine. The Bible actually says here in 1 Corinthians 12 that there are different kinds of gifts, but the same Spirit distributes them. There are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. There are different kinds of working, but in all of them and in everyone, it is the same God at work. You know what that tells us? is We're all about the same thing. Yes, we're going to do it differently. Yes, we're going to think differently. Yes, we're kind of going to look sometimes and go, oh, I wish I could do this or that. But the reality is we've all been brought together to shine a huge light out into the world, to encourage one another, to spur one another on. And you know what? At the same time, where we're all serving the same God. What an exciting opportunity that is. What a, what a great thing we can be a part of. And I just want to encourage you today to know this, that you can live a life that is more than ordinary. In fact, God calls you to, to live a life that is so much more than ordinary. But have you found your extraordinary yet? Have you found what it is that God has prepared for you to do? Have you found what it is that kind of makes you tick in that space? And if you haven't, let me encourage you to, to explore what that is, to figure out what it is that it is for you that makes you who you are. What, what opportunities has he prepared for you to shine a light into the world? And on that, have you taken responsibility for what he has given you? Is this part of you that knows that you are a light unto the world? That nobody can reach the people that, that you can reach? That's right where you've been gifted. That not everyone's going to be able to do the things that you can do because you've been gifted the way you have been. And are you going to take responsibility for your gift and use it to shine a light into the world? And the last one is this, that you're not alone. You know, I talked about the light in my house before. Sometimes I can feel like that little dim bulb. It doesn't have a lot to offer. But you know what? When I'm around other people who encourage me to, to use my gifts, that, that remind me that I'm a part of something bigger, my light all of a sudden feels a little bit brighter. You know, sometimes Monday can be my favorite day of the week where I see the most opportunities. Why? Because I've had a great Sunday. I've been encouraged. And, but you know, it's not just about Monday. It's, a, it's every day. But you know what? You're not going at this alone. And there are two things I just wanted to, to mention just to get that are upcoming, to give you an opportunity to, to be a part of. The first one is this, on the 5th of February, Wednesday the 5th, we are having a team night here at, uh, at Meroa, and we're going to gather everyone who is a part of a team. So if you're, you, you serve in any way, you're a part of any team, we would love you to be here that night. We're going to gather together, we're going to have some encouragement, we're going to have some fun, to be some food. But I also want to invite you, if you're not yet part of a team, I'd love to invite you to, to be a part of a team. Not just so that we can kind of put you to work, that's not, the, that's not the aim here, but the reality is when you're around other people, you know what, when I'm feeling a little bit dim, but I'm serving with my team, I can come in here feeling like I've had a bad week, but you know, Riley, he's full of energy and he encourages me and I feel like I'm better for that because we spur one another on. We're a part of something that's not just me walking in here and kind of sitting in my chair and, and listening and participating, which is great, and then going home. I'm actually a part of building the church, the hope of the world. And so I'm going to bring what I have and be a part of a team. So I'd encourage you to come along to that. Uh, you know, be there. If, you, if you're serving, we want to have you there. If you're, if you're currently not in a team, we'd love you to be a part of that. The second one is this. Uh, we're going to be uh, doing a four-week focus uh, starting in February. And so some of you might have been around the, the last time we did something like this. But attached to the messages on Sundays, we're going to be gathering uh, on Wednesday night. Starting the 13th of February, that'll go for four weeks. So I think it hits the first uh, weekend of March as well. And uh, we're going to be gathering here on Wednesdays around tables in groups. Some people will gather in their teams. Like I said, if you're not kind of in either of those, you can, you're still more than welcome here. We'll find a place for you around a table with some people. But 
what this will be great for is encouraging one another in the life that we lead. To come in on a Wednesday, to sit around the table, to have some extra teaching around what we're doing on Sundays and some practical stuff as well. But to walk out of here feeling a little bit more inspired to live the life that God has called us to. To gather together just one more time, to, to be there during the week, to have a look at what God is doing and saying in our church, but to be encouraged. So I'd encourage you to, to be there for that, to, to, to come along on a Wednesday night, four Wednesdays, and, and be a part of that. Because when we do these things, then we do truly walk around going, we are not alone. We are part of something so much bigger that it's just me, that it's just my word, which I think is an awesome thing. We're going to invite the, the team back up and we're going we're gonna to wrap up this morning. We're just going to sing this, this great song. It's called Great Are You, Lord. And this morning, as we, even as we started singing it, this great uh, picture you know, came to my mind. There's these, these lines in the song that we'll, we'll sing at some point, And it says, all the earth will shout your praise. And it continues on. But the, the words, all the earth will shout your praise, just resonated with me so strongly. The, you know, the heart of God is that all of the earth would recognize who he is. That all of the earth would understand that there is a plan and a prepared purpose and gift for their life. That there is eternity for them in relationship with him. And you know what, it is our declaration of praise, whether it's through the things we say or, or, or whether it's through the things that we do, that are meant to point people to that, to see the greatness of our God. I think as we sing these words this morning, they are so relevant to us because we want to honour and worship our God as we're gathered here this morning. But also we want others to know the greatness of our God, don't we? And I just think as we sing that, that, those lines, all the earth will shout your praise. There's this great moment to declare that out over our community. You know, there's houses all around here, families all around here that need to know the goodness of who God is. There's people in your families, in your workplaces, in your schools, in your community that need to know the greatness of God and the gift that He is to them. And so as we sing these words this morning, may they just be more than words in a song. May it be more than just a moment. But together, may we encourage one another and lift up our God and be reminded that all need the goodness and the kindness of our, of our God. That there is so much more at play than just good and bad, but there is a real light that through praising Him that we can shine into the darkness and make a difference in Him. Can I pray for us and we'll stand this morning? You can do that as I pray. God, we thank You that You've called us to be so much more than ordinary. That God, You love us, that You've called us to live this extraordinary life for You. And so God, in these few moments we have together to, to lift Your name up, to praise You, to declare all the earth shouting your praise. God, may you reveal to us what our part in that is. God, would you allow us to have a light that shines bright into the world around us. And God, may we be reminded in these moments that we're actually not alone. That as we stand side by side in these roads, as we sing together, as we praise you together, Lord, that we're a community on the same mission together. All wide so differently, but all together to bring glory and honour to your name. So we do that this morning. We lift you up and we praise you, God. Come on, let's sing together.